0: We hear in the Gospel of Luke, They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Come join us today on The Way with DJ. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, I should say, um, to part three of my own spiritual turning points or my own spiritual journey. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about things that are kind of recent. Um, Many of these things I'm still doing, but uh, I did want to kind of talk and kind of pick up from where I left off before. And then we're going to have an episode, actually have an episode four to this series um, that I'll be recording soon that will kind of finish it and kind of bring it all home for us. So we left off last time talking about uh, the many deaths that I experienced within my family, Uh, my, my wife and I experienced within my family over a period of six years. And How I had to kind of take a step back from my career um, and what I wanted to do or what I had decided to do in my life to kind of take care of those family members as they were journeying at the end of their life to their eternal reward. And in looking back on it, um, I really do feel like I was blessed at that time. Not blessed um, from the standpoint that I had to sit and watch them suffer, but blessed from the standpoint that. I was able, first of all, to have the the time and the energy to accompany them during that time, but also um, that that I was given the opportunity to accompany them, but also that these experiences and the experiences that I had were tied directly to my faith. And I was thinking about that many, many times when I was actually caring for them that i was ty- that those experiences of caring for someone in their last hour and watching them transition from this life to the next those were things that were deeply deeply spiritual and it kind of formed me in a way as a minister even before i had formally so to speak decided to become a minister So that's kind of where we were at at that particular time in my life. Now, during that time, um, I had been kind of doing youth ministry, um, and youth ministry at that particular time was more of a part-time thing that I was doing at the parish. Um, It started out with a stipend and then moved into a part-time position, um, but it was something that you know I had always always enjoyed working with young people. Um, that was something that I enjoyed all the way from the time that I was you know almost in high school, all the way up until till present day, even, um, which you'll hear about in, in episode four. So, uh, youth ministry was a very important part of my life, and to tie to be able to minister to teens to be able to minister to young people um, at the same time while getting paid to do it was, some, what is, was something that I really looked at as a blessing. So I kind of fell into youth ministry um, kind of by, by accident almost. Um, I was sitting in church one day. I really wasn't involved in much. I, the only thing that I really was involved with at that particular time uh, was teaching religious education. And I was sitting in church, and I remember probably sitting in the fourth or fifth pew on the, on the left-hand side, and one of the teens got up that weekend and was talking about how they needed chaperones to help them attend the National Catholic Youth Conference, which that year happened to be in St. Louis. And I looked at her, and I, and, and I saw that she was kind of pleading that this was something that they really wanted to do, but they needed a male chaperone to go along. And I was looking and I was thinking, okay, well, that's something that I could do. But, you know, I'd really have never really worked with teens before. And maybe that's not something that I would want to do at this particular time. Um, So I kind of dismissed it. Well, the next weekend, um, that same girl got up and was asking for the male chaperone again. And at that point, I kind of thought to myself, well, I'm in. And so I did volunteer to accompany that group um, to St. Louis that year for the National Catholic Youth Conference, and I found it to be a, a very inspiring and very joyous, you know, occasion to be with them, to be with over twenty thousand teens down in St. Louis, um, worshiping God and learning about God and doing all the things that they that they wanted to do and that they were going to do to become closer to God. And it was really, really something that kind of hooked me. After that period of time, um, I I basically was the parish's youth minister at that time. I helped form a group that would kind of help go ahead and, and, and start the youth ministry program and do all different types of things. And then also at that particular time, um, again, to kind of have a little source of income, uh, I began teaching at Prince of Peace School. So I had been teaching at my grammar school in the city before we moved up here. And so I began teaching computers at Prince of Peace School. And I did that actually for six years. Um, So I was kind of half time teaching um, computers and then half time teaching uh, or doing youth ministry. And so I tried a number of different things over the years to develop the youth ministry program. you know, teaching at computers was kind of just a thing that I did, you know, various different things, but it basically was something that, you know, that I just did that that I continued doing what I was doing at Onahan, really, um, at that particular time. And so um, at at my my old grammar school. So um, that was just a, a continuation. But youth ministry was a little bit more of a challenge because it was not only getting kids to go on these wonderful trips. I mean, that was something that, everybody looked forward to, but it would be getting kids to come to meetings and getting kids to actually participate in the youth ministry program itself. Um, and so those were things that were a little bit of a challenge for me. Um, but I tried different programs. I learned different things. Um, we went on different types of retreats. We went on different types of overnights. Um, we did a whole bunch of different things to kind of inspire them. Um, we did drop-ins. Um, we did drop-ins after school. So if they wanted to come and just hang out, do homework, all those different types of things, um, that was something that they were able to do. And then also what we would used to do is we used to have our meetings on Sunday nights. So they would be able be able to come and just kind of hang out beforehand. We'd have pizza or a couple of times we um, ordered Chinese food. So, I mean, we really tried to form a core group and over the course of that time i went through a number of different core groups the in the 12 or 13 years that i was the parish's youth minister so you know i saw a lot of different kids and some sometimes you know the program was very strong you know we'd have 15 20 kids and then there were other times that there were only five or six so it was really kind of dependent on on the group that that came together Um, Another big popular thing that I did at that time was I used to do different types of retreats, and I did them actually at the parish. And so um, we'd have overnights at the parish, and and we did different types of retreats, you know, a 40-hour fast. We did... Um, you know a thirty hour um, a forty hour fast a, a thirty hour sleepless retreat, and um, we did a homeless retreat at one point in time, so we did a lot of experiences that the kids had um, that that were able to really solidify their faith but also to see that they could live their faith that this was something that was was important to me and was a good, I was a good role model to them, and that they were able to again to kind of live their faith. Then there were a couple of um, great experiences that we had over the course of of the time that I was the parish's youth minister. Um, in two thousand two, after we had gone through a couple of or had gone to a couple of National Catholic Youth Conferences, I thought, well, maybe maybe what we should do is expand that out and maybe go to a World Youth Day. And so we decided that year that we were going to get a group of of teens together and we would go to World Youth Day in Toronto. And uh, we, what we did is they had what's called days in the diocese. And the days in the diocese that we kind of picked was in Montreal. So we were able to travel to Montreal. We were able to spend three or four days in Montreal at that time serving and getting to know the culture and getting to know various parts of what Montreal was all about. And then also um, staying with families. So we were staying with families in a parish at that particular time. And it was a great experience. And then we traveled to Toronto um, for the actual World Youth Day. I remember um, sleeping out in this big, huge airplane field. Um, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And the, the, what made it even more wonderful um, was the fact that it was Pope John Paul II's really last World Youth Day before he passed away and so I remember reflecting on that time um, as we were kind of coming home after the the papal mass kind of looking back and saying boy I was you know part of Pope John Paul's papacy um, way back in high school um, at the beginning of his papacy but then I also were able was able to see him at the end of his papacy as well so that was a wonderful wonderful experience and then three years later There was another group that was had already kind of rotated into the Paris' youth ministry at that time. And we decided that we were gonna go to World Youth Day one more time and we would go to Cologne, Germany in 2005. And so what we did is we got a group of people together we had a couple younger people that because we had a family that went along with us but uh, we had a couple younger people that went with us at that time and and instead of going directly to germany i had learned that you know it's kind of good to kind of go on the outskirts first and then kind of make your way to world youth day and so we decided to go to paris and so we flew into paris we actually flew out of paris too so we were able to experience paris um be able to see the museums we were able to see the Eiffel Tower all those different types of things in Paris and then um, we traveled by high-speed train to to Cologne to Germany Um, and we were able to stay again you know in 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 Germany for the World Youth Day and then after the World Youth Day was over we traveled back to Paris and flew home from Paris Um, so with those young people again it was a wonderful, wonderful experience um for them, and I'm sure that that's something that they will never ever forget um so youth ministry was a good thing it was a good you know it was it was difficult at times because it got discouraging when no one would show up for events after all the planning. But also, it was a way to kind of connect with young people, and and it was a, a good thing. Um, you know, I look back on that time, and again, it, it was a time of formation for me as a minister, stepping outside of my comfort zone, so to speak. You know, I like I had said earlier, I really did not um, minister or work with teens. I was more for grade school kids. Um, but... Working with teens, you know, it, it, it kind of opened me up a little bit, and, and I kind of was able to, to really be inspired by young people and working with them. So this kind of led, um, after my youth ministry experience and being on staff at the parish and helping out and doing different things, um, I remember sitting around a table one day um at the staff meeting and the pastor had gotten a notice from the archdiocese about maybe surfacing candidates for the permanent diaconate and everyone at the table looked at me and it really was something that i had kind of thought about here and there but really was not something that you know that i really kind of embraced but um at that moment that was something that i really thought that i would discern and so i went and i applied for the program um and and I was accepted into the program um, and I began formation uh, because I was going through formation. That was the time that I had to leave the teaching position at Prince of Peace, which was sad. It was something that that was difficult for me to do because, again, I wasn't um, dealing with the younger kids were teaching the younger kids. But it really was something that I had to do because of the formation um, commitment. And so I was formed um, in a four-year period um, to, for the deaconate, um, and I am currently a permanent deacon. I was ordained in 2009 by Francis Cardinal George, um, so it was a wonderful experience. And, and that's who who I am. That's who I am. That kind of influences everything. Um, as far as my ministry goes, as far as my family goes, as far as my life outside um, my family and outside of my ministry, you know, that that becomes who I am. Um, and there have been many, many great experiences being a deacon. Um, there have been some sad moments for sure in the 13, almost 14 years now that I have been a permanent deacon. Um, there have been some sad times. There have been some very difficult times. Um, navigating and, and working with people, um, you know, through their sadnesses and through their joys and through through their grief and through all different types of problems that they might be facing. Um, so being a permanent deacon is, is certainly um, something that is, is a great thing for me, but it also, and I always tell this to people, it is something that you really have to kind of maintain your own spirituality. You really have to every day you really have to you know be in spiritual direction you really need to be something that that you know you're staying connected and you're kind of connected not only to the church but also connected to the feelings that you're going through um, so that you know you're able to process them and you're able to to kind of get through them and and kind of say hey you know this is why i'm feeling this um, because it is a difficult thing and as um you know i'm going to be talking about in part four um it does take a, te- a, a role you know it does take a a, a it tasks you you know it does take um a you know take take a toll on your body it takes a toll on your mind and on your emotions and on your spirit and i'll be talking more specifically about something that happened to me in episode four um but you know that is really something that that you need to be aware of Um, during the the time that i have been a permanent deacon you know i i've seen many staff members come and go i've seen priests come and go and um, you know but i look at the parish that i serve in now and i look at the parish that i work for as the director of pastoral ministries and and i'm very happy there i'm very content there um, so there are times that I think to myself, well, maybe, you know, I should try something different. Maybe I should move to a different different parish. But, um, you know, it just gets put, gets, you know, through a thought maybe, but it doesn't really go anywhere with that. So it is important that, but it is important that I'm always open to different types of ministry and different types of things. Um, you know for example spiritual direction you know spiritual direction is not something that I would have thought of 13 years ago as a ministry that I would like to be involved in and yet you know I am a spiritual director today so you know there are different things my ministry has expanded um, and I've become you know kind of a generalist is the way I say it sometimes is that you know, I, I have my hands in many, many different types of ministries, and and it really does fulfill me um, as a minister and as a permanent deacon. And I'm very happy and very blessed, um, very graced to be able to serve the people of God in that way. So I'm going to kind of end with um, end that portion or the part three today at this point um and then um, next time what we'll do is we'll go into that one event that i was just talking about but we'll also talk about what i'm doing today and and how you know my life has kind of kind of almost come full circle um you know during this time so and how content with my life i am at this point this point so it you know it is a good thing um to do to be able to be minister to the, the people of god and in looking back and looking back on these spiritual turning points that have occurred during the course of my life i look back and i say yes you know god was there god was there in the beginning god was there in the middle you know and god was there during this portion that um that I talked about today in this podcast and God certainly certainly is will be in as you will see in the next episode um, will be in that that final that final uh portion of my of my ministry and is my journey at this time So again, may God continue to bless all of you and your families. May may God continue to hold each of you in the palm of his hand. May God give you his peace. And may God always watch over you and care for you in the way only he can. God bless.